At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Hey everybody, welcome into the Hank Haney Podcast. It's Minnesota Tim Poroshka with you on this Sunday, bringing you a presentation of the best clips from the previous week. This clip comes from Tuesday's episode. Hank instantly reacted to the Ryder Cup being allegedly postponed to 2021. You can go to Tuesday's podcast and hear this entire episode. Yeah, that's the way I do it. That's the way I do it. I play I've never, I've never so done birthday, it that way. The birthday. What are you doing on your birthday, by the way? Well, um, you know, I, I'm not, not doing much. Teaching a little bit. You can you see. You look very uh, we're, tan. We're, we're, we're doing a yeah. Zoom call, so I, yes. can, I can see how we're doing it. we got Minnesota Tim. Uh, hooked us up on the Zoom meeting that uh, everybody's live uh, looking at one another, which is pretty cool. And you're looking very tan. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a reason for that, Hank. I've been working my ass off is the reason. Uh, I've been out in the out in the sun. <laughs> you always work your ass off. What is that? It's not a, like a new thing, is it? Well, but it's a little bit different, a little bit different version. We're going from, I, I show up at the site at about six in the morning and uh, I'll be going tonight until dark. So. Really? It's yeah. I'm over at our headquarters right now at the Hank Haney Golf Ranch, and then uh, I'll be going over to doing a little green mowing at the uh, how at the are golf the greens ranch. at your at your new place there? Well, um, 
I told uh, Brian Honey, who's helping me out. He's a friend of ours, a great superintendent. And he uh, kept telling the, me- One of the best, have Yeah. Oh, he yeah. kept telling me that I was fertilizing too much. And I said, no, Brian, I don't think so. I think this grass has got to get grown. Well, the temperature's got a little warmer. And I'm I'm cutting emerald green every day, Hank. I mean, it is growing so fast. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. People come out to the driving range and say, oh my God, I've never seen grass this green before. So um mission accomplished. Other than the fact that you gotta you gotta cut it every day. So Yeah. So that there is such a thing as fertilizing too much. Well, I get if you don't want to mow every day, yeah. There's a, I guess you don't wanna you don't wanna over fertilize. You can't I don't think you can hurt the grass, but yeah. uh you know, it, it it definitely hurts the sleep time, that's for sure. But uh, it's a so pleasure you, being with you, you guys. How are you feeling at 60 years old, by the way? I feel good. I feel good. I mean, uh, there's a lot of me that still feels like I'm 18 years old. I mean, I've got some bad, poor judgment decisions and all that, but uh, um, <laughs> no aches and pains. I mean, thanks to your okay. voodoo pain relief cream, no aches and pains. Yeah. I did have that. Uh, sciatica showed up again. You know, remember when I told you I didn't have any aches and pains and then, yeah, and then I flew back from Beijing move. and I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't even, uh, couldn't lay down. Well, yeah. uh, that came back with the voodoo on the, uh, on the left cheek, uh, it works. I mean, it works. <laughs> left cheek. I'm, I'm telling All you, right. oh, oh, I, I can't even lay down, you know, but I put the voodoo on and you need some more. I, I noticed you haven't had any orders coming through. Oh, we have, a, we have a good stock here. I've been, uh, okay. I've been, I've been right. buying from, from the shop here, so okay. All right, you're, um, you're buying. I like that. I like yeah. That. Well, you're looking good for sixty. You're looking good for sixty. Thank you. That, what you want me to tell you? My looking good story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've heard it before, haven't you? No, I, I don't think yeah. I've heard it. Are you never heard a looking good story? No. Okay, so I see a, a older a gentleman friend of mine. I met him years ago with uh, Mark O'Meara. His name's Elliot Horowitz. I see him at the uh, PJ Merchandise Show a couple years ago, and he's up in up in years now. And I said. Uh, I said, Elliot, you're looking good. He said, Hank, he said, thanks. I appreciate you saying that. Because, I mean, a lot of people are telling me I'm looking good, too. I mean, I'm 64. You're 60. You're looking good. But Elliot says to me, he says, Hank, I appreciate it. He says, you know, there's three kinds of age. I said, really? What are they? He says, there's young age, middle age, and you're looking good. Ooh. <laughs> so when people tell you you're looking good, like they tell me oh, you're looking okay. good, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I guess that means you're above ground. Like when you're me, I'm like, okay, I'm still upright. Uh, when when they're you know growing daisies on top, you're in trouble. But anyway, I'm telling you, you what, Hank, good. I mean, you are but, looking I mean, good for all, sixty. Thank you, but in all seriousness, man, you you're as lean and as strong as you've been. In, I mean, since I've known you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. Oh, I know. I'm in. I'm in better shape now than I've ever been. Yeah, yeah you're taking care of yourself. Remember when that doctor told you you're on the table, and you said that he said that you had zero core strength. You had no <laughs> core. No, actually, he told me. Actually, I went in because my back was hurting a little bit, and he gave me a couple little tests to do. And this is like one of the prominent doctors in uh, in Dallas. I mean, like the best back guy. And he he looked at me. He goes, "You have no fucking core." <laughs> <laughs> that's your problem. That's what, he, that's what he told me. That, that definitely hit home a little bit. Yeah. That definitely. Well, you got home. one now. You've got a core I now, though. Now. Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Tim, what are we going? What are we going to talk about today? Yeah. So, um, a lot of breaking news coming out today on Monday. So, uh, the Ryder Cup, Hank. We've had some yeah. opinions about that, and uh, a lot. I mean, no one said officially, um, but within the last few months, a lot of players have spoken up about it. And a lot of players have said that they don't want to participate in the Ryder Cup um, if there's not going to be fans. 
And we are learning today that the announcement is expected to happen next week. Um, the Guardian reported that the Ryder Cup is expected to be postponed um, until 2021 at Whistling Straits. Okay, which is against what I predicted. I said they would have the Ryder Cup this year. Uh, and because of the financial issues, now it, it's a complicated financial picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna paint it for you guys here. Okay, uh, first off, the European Tour they really live off the Ryder Cup. The money that they make from the Ryder Cup really helps sustain that tour. And with this whole COVID nineteen, the pandemic, their tournaments aren't happening. The sponsorships, everything is way down. Without the Ryder Cup, this is a, like a, a a bad blow for them. And a lot of people are speculating, okay, what's going to happen to the European Tour? A lot of people said they're going bankrupt. Well, then the commissioner, you know, on one of the podcasts that he did with my friend John Huggin, he said, no, 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 we're we're, we're you know we're good. We're gonna you know we're regrouping. We're getting back, whatever. But I my thought was they need the Ryder Cup. The the Ryder Cup revenue is. It's, it's distributed two different ways. One to the PGA of America, which used to like it used to be one thing. PGA of America and PGA Tour were all together. Then the PGA Tour split off and became their own entity. But the but the PGA of America kept the Ryder Cup, and they ha- they get the revenue from from the Ryder Cup. Now the PGA of America has plenty of money. Uh, they've got the PGA Championship. I know we're going to talk about that too. They're going to play in San Francisco this year. No fans, but they still got the the you know television revenue. But the the money from the Ryder Cup goes to the PGA of America and the European Tour. Now, it gets divided this way. When the tournament is in the United States, the U.S. side, the PGA of America, it gets that money on a five-to-one ratio. So that would be like 80, 83%, 83.3% to 16.6% for Europe. Europe gets 16.6% of the revenue. When they play over in the UK, uh, the UK gets 60% of the revenue and the, the uh, PGA of America gets 40%. So it's, it's, it's tilted to the US side. I mean, they're obviously creating more revenue with the television contracts and everything, so they get more of it. But they get a, a lot more when it's in the United States. I thought that they would do whatever they could to get this thing played because the European tour needs the money. The, the other little wrench in the thing is the fact that you have the President's Cup, which is all a PGA Tour event. It's all the money from the President's Cup goes to the PGA Tour. That's scheduled for next year at Quail Hollow. And Quail Hollow, you know, has, you know, they've, they've put up to host that event. And then they were going to, you know, they usually host the Wells Fargo. So that's getting moved because well, they're going to have the, the, the President's Cup. And I just didn't see how they were going to go and change. I didn't think the PGA Tour was going to go along with it. So I think there's some back channel, like probably negotiations that's gone on because I heard this Keith Pelly guy talking about, uh, you know, Monaghan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, and he's kissing his butt all the time. And, and I'm sure there's, there's something going on there where uh, the PGA Tour said, okay, you know, we'll let you do this next year. Uh, but in exchange for that, um, you know, they're gonna, there's gonna be some collaboration. A lot of people are speculating that the PGA Tour is gonna take a, a piece of the European Tour. So anyway, that that's what I know. That's what I've heard. But uh, who knows what's gonna happen? Now they haven't announced whether 
they're going to play the Ryder Cup next year and then play the President's Cup also, or they're going to play the Ryder Cup next year and, and move the President's Cup back a year, and then the Ryder Cup would be on odd years. They haven't announced whether that's going to happen or not, uh, and that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll 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 see what happens. Well, I mean, what do you what do you guys think is going to happen? You got any ideas, Steve? Yeah, Lee, man. I I mean, I was on board with the, and I was just it was just a total guess, Hank. But I was on board with the fact that I thought the PGA mm-hmm. was going to flex their muscles and weasel their way into the European Tour somehow, um, mm-hmm. where they would have a controlling uh, influence on what where the when the tournaments were, what where they played. I mean, it is a perfect opportunity for the PGA Tour, if that's their motivation, to dominate yeah. world golf and uh, to do essentially what these guys, these upstart guys were trying to do, um, it coming in and doing a, a you know, just a, a, an all-star tour, um, the PGA Tour can get a monopoly on this whole thing. It's, it looks like if they just play their cards right. And you know what? Jay Monahan is that type of guy, I think. I mean, I think that could be his motivation. Hey, let's, let's play this thing out. Let's see what we can do to get... Uh, a little upper hand in negotiating a great deal for the PGA tour, the PGA tour players. And, uh, Hey, you know what? We get money when we play events, the more events we play, they don't all have to be PGA tour events. Maybe they could be some European tour events like, uh, the new, maybe it's the new corn Ferry tour. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. That's good. Good point. This clip comes from Wednesday's podcast. The great predictor joined Hank and myself to deliver Travelers Championship bets and predictions. You can go to Wednesday's podcast to hear this entire episode. Okay, we got a good field. We got this. What about some? What about some matchups? Or uh, let's let's start off with the matchups. What we got, Tim? Yeah. So let's run through a first uh, couple of matchups. Take a break and then get through the rest of them. So matchup number one, we got Patrick Cantley, who hasn't played in these first two tournaments back. He's number nine in the world versus Xander Shoffley. He's number ten in the world. He's played the first two weeks. So Cantley's minus one twenty and Xander Shoffley's minus one ten. So Cantley, he he has played here. Um, the last two years and in 2014. So in 2019, he tied for 15th. And 2018, he tied for 15th again. And then you got to go all the way back to 2014, where he missed the cut. Um, Xander, in his first two tournaments back, tied for third, choked at Colonial, and tied for 64th, RBC Heritage. Um, and a funny, uh, interesting note about the RBC Heritage, um, it made me think about your story, Hank, when... Um, with Marco Mira and Greg Norman, um, Xander played by himself um, in the final round at the RBC Heritage and played in two hours and five minutes. Um, so oh, that was man. interesting. Um, and anyway, so Xander, his history at the Travelers Championship in 2018, he missed the cut. In 2014, he tied for 14, or 2017, excuse me, he tied for 14. So Cantley minus 120. Versus Xander minus one ten. Who do you guys like? <laughs> what do you think, Steve? I'm going Patrick Cantley. I've, I've got this feeling about, and I, I've got the feelings about the Xander Shoffley. It, it's uh, he's a little bit of a happy to be there. He's made a lot of money, Hank, and you know what is he? Three years on the PGA Tour. I think he's getting pretty. Uh, he's been getting pretty comfortable. I'm seeing a little Ricky Fowler in him. No, come on. Seriously? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm seeing a little Ricky. I think the guy's going to make a lot of money. 
But I think really? in terms of, yeah, what's that? You really think that about him? Shoffley? Yeah. He's a grinder. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not as much a grinder as Patrick Cantley, I'll tell you that. No, well, that's true. Cantley's, Cantley's tough. He's, he is very tough. Where has he been the last two weeks? You think he's a little corona, scared of corona, though? Maybe it's going to throw him off a little? As a young player, he's had a lot of physical issues, too, Hank. You know, he's had the uh, the back surgery. And, I mean, just some players are, are, are prone to injury, and I think he's one of them. I think he's just tro- probably he's – he's a guy that's calculating – when when he should play and when he shouldn't play. And I th- I don't think the, he felt like those courses favored him those first two weeks. So we got Xander. He's 26 years old. He has four PGA Tour wins. Ricky Fowler's 31 years old, and he has five PGA Tour wins. Okay. Yeah. Where, where the wins? Some of the wins were overseas and shorter, you know, small fields. Um, I just, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, this is one of the great predictors' feelings, I'm telling you. I'm not, I don't have okay. a lot of stats to, to back it up just right. a feeling that i wanted to pass on to you guys and to the listeners okay i'll go to shoffley then okay all right, <laughs> all right okay. so hank went shoffley matchup number two we got bryson dechambeau number 11 in the world um he's one of the favorites in this tournament with justin thomas and rory mcelroy um all of them are at 12 to 1 so dechambeau minus 110 versus rory mcelroy minus 120 um, he's number one in the world still. So DeChambeau at Colonial tied for third and tied for eighth at the RBC Heritage. His history here, pretty good. In 2019, tied for eighth. In 2018, tied for ninth. And in 2017, tied for 26th. Rory McIlroy so far this season, the first two tournaments back, tied for 32nd at Colonial and tied for 41st at the RBC Heritage. In 2018 here at the Travelers Championship, tied for 12th. And in 2017, tied for 17. So Rory minus 120 versus DeChambeau minus 110. Oh my gosh, come on, seriously. I mean, Rory McIlroy. I mean, I like DeChambeau. I like what he's doing. I like his driving. I get the whole thing. But I mean, Rory McIlroy is, is the number one player in the world. That's, a, that's, I guess they're just going off the fact that he, he hasn't played good the last couple of weeks. But yeah. that, that, that puts me on the do theory. And he's finally on a golf course. He can let it go a little bit. So I, I, I got to think he's going to come back and play pretty good. Although DeChambeau's looking tough. I mean, you like his game. What do you think of him, Steve? He's at two thirty, uh, weighing in at and uh, sending it, hitting it as hard as he can every time. He is. How is his How's his putting been in the first couple Not of great. weeks? Yeah, I know that. I, I don't know that he can ever be a very good. Putter. But either is Rory's. But you know what? Rory is streaky good. And like you've always said, Hank, that Rory, Rory McIlroy doesn't need to be a great putter. He just needs to be an average yeah. putter. Yeah. Uh, he'll be streaky. Um, I like the fact that this course has opened up a little bit for him. But uh, what's your feeling on his uh, – is he going to have to rededicate again or is he going to have to have a reset? Um, Rory? Yeah. What, what do you think? I think he just got on two golf courses that he hadn't played before and, and you know, or hadn't played much at all and didn't know. And they were not good golf courses for his game. And everybody's like that on the PGA Tour. And he maybe just, you know, had a, a couple off weeks. But I, I would I think he's just too good a player. You know, that's that's what I think. So I'm on I'm on McIlroy. I mean, I, I'm not going to bet. You know, I, you know, I usually take the best player. Uh, I didn't do that with the first pick. I'm not going to – it was Cantley's, you know, ninth in the world and Shoffley's tenth, so they're right there neck and neck. But 
Uh, there's a big difference between number one in the world and and uh, number eleven in the world. Not it's that there's a big difference. And Roy McIlroy is is a true true champion. I mean, four major championships, the whole thing. I'll, I'll take him every single day over. I'll take him every day over pretty much everybody else. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm on him. All right. Who? What's next, Tim? All right. So we got Brooks Kepka, third matchup here, number five in the world versus John Rom, number two in the world. Kepka. This is a. This is a uh, not even close in the matchup number. So um, Kepka is a plus one thirty, and John Rom's a minus one seventy. So at Colonial, Kepka tied for thirty second. And he was seventh at the RBC Heritage. His history here in 2019 tied for 57th. In 2018, he tied for 19th. And in 2016, he tied for ninth. John Rahm, he missed the cut at Colonial. He tied for 33rd at the RBC Heritage. He hasn't played here at the Travelers since 2016, where he tied for 25th. And in 2015, he tied for 64th. So I'm really surprised by the numbers here. Um, but Kepka's a plus one thirty, and John Rom's a minus one seventy. Yeah, consider the price, don't you? When when you come right down, one guy's going to win and one guy's going to lose, no matter what the price is. Yeah, but you want to pay? You're, you're, you're basically betting double on this match. I mean, if Rom loses, you've, you've lost two matches for the price of one. You got to count that as something. But a big gambler like you would say, "Hey, maybe I pass on this bet." Maybe this is a bet that I don't bet on. Well, if you don't like if you don't like Kepka, if you like Kepka, then you, you're you're all over this because you're the you're you're getting you know money back. If you, if you're not on Kepka, then you take a pass because the price is too high. Right, right. That's the thing. Uh, uh, Kepka says he's playing good. Really? Yeah, that's what he says. I mean, do you believe him? Uh, it, it, statistically, he was better last week. It's it's nothing to get that excited about but he was better and thinks he's turning the corner got a little confidence going rom does is not look like he's got the confidence going i mean he you know he's he's in need of a good tournament to make a list of guys that are in need of, of something to happen and he's one of them yeah there's some pressure he i mean he can elevate his game too hank this is like a second beginning to the year you know how guys like to want to come out really good at the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. This is like a second beginning of the year, and Rom so far has, has got nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take Kepka on the money there. I'm going to take Kepka. Yeah, Steve, you, you who did laying, you pick? Laying, you're going to go and lay it off this one because you like Rom and you don't like the price. Is that what you're getting at? If I was forced to bet, I would bet Rom, but I don't, I don't like the price on this one. Yeah, you don't like the price. Okay. All right, good point. All right, what's uh, what's the next one, Tim? All right, so fourth matchup, we got Justin Thomas versus Rory again. Uh, so Thomas is even, and Rory is minus one thirty. I went through Rory's numbers earlier. So Thomas third in the world. Um, he tied tenth at Colonial and tied eighth at the RBC Heritage in two thousand nineteen at the Travelers. Thomas tied for thirty sixth in two thousand eighteen, tied for fifty sixth, and two thousand seventeen missed cut. Um, so not a great history here at this golf course. Thomas even um, versus Rory McIlroy minus one thirty. Hmm. All right, that's a tough one. Yeah. I'm a big Justin Thomas fan. So am I. You know, we're matching up all these guys that aren't great putters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kept thinking, you know, Thomas didn't have last week. Thomas didn't have a well, actually, at uh, at the Charles Schwab. Didn't have a very good putting round. And he was still part of the mix. I thought, man, he's going to really bust it, 
busted loose. He didn't do it. I don't know. What did he do last week, Hank? Uh, Tim, what do you got on that? I don't know. He, uh, uh, tied for eighth at the RBC. Yeah. So, pretty, you know, but that is, he was never in the tournament, but he still no, scratches no, he, out. He still scratches that out. Uh, he, I mean, you would he have a good, he, he must have had a really good last round. Yeah. Um, you know, like a lot of the guys do that are out of it. The the Ricky Fowler back uh, backdoor top 10. Well, he's backdoor and a miscut is what he's doing. But, really? but anyway, I, I know what you mean because he has done that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, JT. I don't know. I, I I hate to bet against JT. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I'll take JT in the money because I like the you know the Rory and I got Rory against Shan, uh, DeChambeau, so I got a little uh, back of my bet up there. Ooh, I'll, you got, I'll go yeah, that's JT right. You got a little uh, safety safety play. Yeah, I got a little Hank. safety valve there. If he doesn't play okay. good, I got him on this one. I like that bet. Let's take a quick pause and hear from our sponsors. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This clip comes from Thursday's episode. Hank reacted to Jay Monahan's press conference at the Travelers Championship and talked about whether the PGA Tour should shut down or keep playing. You can go to Thursday's podcast and hear this entire episode. He gets on there and he, he, he makes a statement. You know, is this all pretty much what you expect him to say? I, I know you got you got some of it in front of you. And then, you know, he started taking some some questions. So so what did he have to say about this? Yeah, so one of Jay Monahan's statements, he goes, while we've been thorough in building and implementing a program that mitigates as much risk as possible, we knew it would be impossible to eliminate all risk. 
as evidenced by the three positive tests this week. We need to use these developments as a stark reminder for everyone involved as we continue to learn from an operational standpoint. We're making several adjustments to our health and safety plan as noted in the memo sent to players this morning. And we will continuously reinforce to all players, caddies, staff members, and support personnel on property at PGA Tour events to adhere to social distancing and other safety professionals that further minimize risk. Okay, so that, that's what you'd expect them to say. And you wouldn't expect them to cancel the, the tournament. I mean, like everybody's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, so I'm asking, this is a, a question I'm asking everybody who, who I guess, I, I don't know what people thought was going to happen. Did you, did you honestly think nobody was going to test positive? I mean, they talk about this bubble. Okay, there is no bubble. I mean, come on. It, whatever they're calling a bubble doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a bubble. <laughs> uh, there isn't. I mean, there isn't a bubble. Right. I, mean, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's people coming in and out of this bubble all the time. So how is it a bubble? It's not. I mean, I you know, the players are staying at different hotels. Uh, you know, the, the, the people that are serving them dinner, the people that are serving them room service, the people that are cleaning their rooms, they're not in a the bubble. They're in and out of the bubble. Everybody's in and out of the bubble. There is no bubble. I, why do they even say something as stupid as there's a bubble? There is no bubble. I mean, that, that we all know that. There's not going to be a bubble on any of these sports. So like when they talk about the NBA going to Disney World, that's not a bubble. You know, they can put the players in there. What about the housekeepers? What about the chefs? What about the, the you know, the, the delivery people? What about all those people? What, what, they're not, a, what about the janitors? They're, there's no, they're not in a bubble. They're all leaving and going to other places. And one of the things that's happened is a lot of these people in the service industry, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, paint a real broad stroke here, but, but, you know, they, they tend to, you know, like to go out a little bit. And I've seen this in, in Scottsdale where, you know, my wife and son and I are right now. And I mean, it, it, they've had a big outbreak. Well, one of the reasons they've had a big outbreak is because they've opened the bars here. And a lot of the service people go out at night. So I, there's been restaurants here that have had like, you know, 10 people that work at the restaurant all tested positive. Well, they didn't get it at the restaurant. They got it at night when they went out to the, to the bars in, in Old Town and all these college kids, these twenty-something-year-olds, Tim, like you, like you know, your age kid. I mean, I'm 64. I'm not running out to the bars, but the, these these guys all just went back just to partying like crazy. They're flying in. They're flying in to to Scottsdale, so because they realize, hey, uh, Arizona's open. You can you can party there. I've got a friend that's got some B and Bs or whatever you call it, where he rents out his you know house or rooms or something, and. He said that they, there's been an uptick big time in the rentals, and it's because everybody heard that you could go to Arizona and party, and they're 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 coming in, they're flying in, they're driving in, they're partying in Old Town. And then I've got another friend. I was actually playing pickleball this morning with a friend of mine. He said he said his daughter's like 21 or something, and she's had like she's got 10 friends that tested positive. And I said, what, were they all out at the bars? He said, he, he said, yeah, they're all out at the bars. I mean, that's where they're all getting it. Uh, but none of these people have any symptoms. So, so you were going to have people test positive. I mean, was anybody under the illusion that when the PGA Tour started back up that no one was going to test positive? 
I mean, really? I mean, you didn't, uh, come on, you didn't think that, did you, Tim? No, I didn't think that. My question was strictly this. How many positive tests would it take for the PGA Tour to shut down? Is it 20? Is it 30? Okay, well, they asked Jay, Jay Monahan that question. Yes. And he just, you know, tap danced around. As a matter of fact, he didn't even come close to answering the question. Now, I wouldn't expect him to answer the question. Why would he say uh, 30 tests positive and we're shutting down? I mean, there's no way that he's, he's, he's going to say that. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just not going to – it's not something that's going to come out of his mouth. There's no way he's going get, to get cornered like that. But this was a question on that uh, press conference thing he, he, he held, and they had, you know, the writers asking questions. And these guys are all, you know, f- f- for the most part, they're all softball hurlers. Now, they're scared to death of the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour is a, you know, they, they run it like a, they're, they're, they keep their message tight. They don't want anybody uh, out there, anybody saying anything that is the least bit negative about the PGA Tour. If you say one negative thing, you're blacklisted forever on the, uh, with the PGA Tour, just the way it is. Everybody knows it. And when you, and, and, and all these guys that are the, these uh, writers and the, these reporters, they're all, they just, they're just, they throw softball after softball after softball. So they asked the tough question. They said, well, do you have a number of, uh, you know, people testing positive, like you just asked him, that's going to shut you down? And he doesn't even come close to answer. He just dodges around, just, you know, goes back into his, uh, you know, bullet points. Uh, you know, we, we didn't expect it to be, you know, perfect. We're, we're, we're doing everything we can to mitigate. We're changing some of our stuff. Da 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 da. I mean, and, and he never answered the question. And then, but the thing that I love is the reporter asks the question. He doesn't answer the question, and then they thank him. And then the reporter goes, "Well, thank you, Jay, for uh, you know your answer. Thank you for being with us today." Well, I'm like, he didn't even answer the question. I mean, what what are you, what are you thanking him for? You asked him a question, he didn't answer the question, which I didn't expect him to answer. There's no reason for him to answer that question because he's going to get. You know, boxed in, which is what they, you know, they try to do. That's what what reporters try to do. They try to box the guy in, but he's not going to answer that question. And 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 anyway, what is the number, Tim? I mean, so what if twenty people test positive? Who cares? What difference does it make? Who cares if forty people test positive? What what? I, I, this is what I don't understand. I, I I hear everybody talk about this, but I don't I don't get it. Cameron Champ has no symptoms. Uh, Graham McDowell, he hasn't even tested positive. His caddy tested positive, and he had a, a slight sore throat. Uh, you know, I mean, what you're going to have, there's so many people that are positive or have been positive from this that don't even know it. It's like the, the my, you know, friend's daughter's friends, 10 of them, none of them have any symptoms. So what what what's what's the point? I mean, what what is it that everybody's up in arms about? Did did everybody think, really think that we were going to stay in our houses for two months, and we don't have a vaccine? We don't have a vaccine. We we, we have nothing. We don't have we, we don't have a vaccine. So we stayed in our house for two months, and the, the spread went way down. And then we came out of our houses. And the spread went up. What, what, did, what did you think was going to happen? The, the PGA Tour starts up, and do people think that, like, nobody's going to test positive? 
because they, they're in a bubble. They're not in a bubble. There is no such thing as a bubble. Forget this bubble thing everybody's talking about. There is no bubble. Everybody's, you know, they're going to test positive. They're going to have more people next week test positive because they're testing so much. I mean, that's just what they're doing. But the, hopefully nobody gets gets really, really sick. Hopefully, no. but most importantly, hopefully nobody passes on to elderly people or people with pre-existing conditions so that there's really an issue. That's the big thing. I mean, the thing is, is that each person has to be vigilant. I mean, you've got, you've got to, you've got to take care of yourself. If you've got a, you know, a mother or father or grandmother or grandfather or friend that's got, you know, pre-existing conditions and you you know, you just need to stay away from them. That's just the the way it is. But I don't, I don't get how, you know, a few positive cases and people say, "Oh, are they going to shut golf down?" Why? Why would they shut golf down? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, you have to you have to explain it to me. I don't. I don't what are we going to do? Stay in our house for the next two years? Or are they talking about have a vaccine in uh, at the you know in next year, first of the year? Why? Well, I, I can't imagine they're going to have, you know, uh, you know. 60 million vaccines by then. Uh, I mean, so what are we going to do? Wait till everybody has a vaccine. And at that point, at that point, there's probably going to be something else we need a vaccine for. I just, this whole thing just doesn't make any sense to me. I went over today to uh, play pickleball at Arizona Country Club, where I'm a member. And and they're starting the, the, the kids, the kids, uh, Camp is starting at like eight o'clock when we got done. We played early. So when we got done, the kids' camp started. Then they got all these little kids out there and they all got face masks on. I mean, it's 108 degrees. I don't know how they can, it's it's a little hot in those things. But the the little like five, six, seven, eight year olds, they're playing pickleball. They're not anywhere close to one another. I I mean, I, 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 the reaction to this, I just don't understand. I, I feel for everybody that's been deathly ill. I feel for everybody that, you know, that's died and their loved ones and every, I get it. But the percentage is so low. And, and, and we're going to have people test positive. Either that or we just all stay inside for the, for the next couple of years or six more months or nine more months or whatever it is. Tim, we can't do that. Right. It's just not an, it's, that's not an option. So when people think three people tested positive, you know, three caddies or two caddies tested positive, and then and then somebody said, well, you know, some of the caddies are older. Well, get a younger caddy then. I mean, don't get you know what we're going to cancel golf because we're going to cancel golf because we're worried that an old caddy is going to get coronavirus. I mean, seriously. Let's take a quick pause and hear from our sponsors. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This final clip comes from Friday's podcast. This was part two of our listener lesson special. Hank called Brian from Wisconsin and walked him through some instructional lessons live over the phone. You can go to Friday's podcast and hear this entire episode. Hey, Brian, this is Hank Haney. How you doing? I'm doing well, Hank. How are you? I'm <laughs> doing good. Uh, thanks for doing this. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully giving you a little help. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I, th- I thought it was such a cool opportunity that I I couldn't couldn't not throw my hat in the ring. So did you you send in a, an email to Tim? I did. I did. Uh, I saw that. I saw the tweet, uh, and I thought, you know, I have nothing to lose. I, I love the game, but it can frustrate the hell out of me. So <laughs> just kind of kind of spilled my guts, and luckily I got picked. There you go. Uh, how do we pronounce your last name? Uh, Borchert. Borchert. All right, Brian Borchert. And uh, I think Tim was, was probably uh, taken by the fact that you went to University of Minnesota. I knew there was some kind of an inside track you had on here. I saw his 952 area code, and I thought that might have given me a leg up. <laughs> he, uh, he is Minnesota crazy. So, uh, so anyway, how, t- tell me your story a little bit. How, how did you end up at University of Minnesota? And you took a, a golf class there? That's how you got started in the game of golf? Yeah, well, uh, before that, my, my, my dad was, uh, a fan. He took me out for the first time when I was nine. Uh, but I liked other sports more and always enjoyed it, but, you know, got frustrated early and just never really dove head in. Um, but I, I was in senior year of University of Minnesota and I had to take some physical education credits to wrap up and golf was offered and you got to play the university course and, um, I thought it'd be great to revisit the game and kind of get some proper instruction as a poor college kid. And it was a tremendous time. And right after graduation, I bought my first nice set of clubs and really got more dedicated to, to playing the game more regularly. Cool. And you're a father of two? Father of two, four-year-old boy and a one-year-old daughter. Oh, my gosh. Well, there you go. Is your wife play golf? My wife has no interest in playing golf. And when I told her about this whole uh, 
appearance on the podcast opportunity, she kind of looked at me like, okay. Uh, and, and then she ended up telling a, a coworker about it. And he was, he was blown away that uh, I got the opportunity to, to chat with Hank Haney. Oh, cool. 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 Uh, and was she your, your uh, videographer on the uh, yes. video you yes. sent in? Okay. There you she go. was. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, it was interesting because you, you said you, you took the class at uh, university of Minnesota. That's kind of how I got started. Uh, teaching golf. I went to University of Tulsa and I majored in education. And one of the things you had to do was uh, student teach. And one of my student teaching, uh, you know, deals for a, a semester was I, I taught golf classes uh, at the school and, and also at the rec centers at, uh, you know, in the, in the city of, of Tulsa. So that that's really kind of where I, I, I got started in the, in the game. You know, I had a big, big class of, of people and um, got started coaching a little bit, so I, I had a lot of people like yourself when when uh, when I was starting. Off. Of course, that was about sixty five thousand lessons ago, and about uh, forty five or forty six years ago. So I've been doing this a long time. I mean, I love it. It's uh, it's fun. I mean, the one thing that's universal about golf is it's 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 hard for everybody. I mean, there's no no doubt about that. Nobody has to apologize to me about their game because I know how hard it is. But uh, tell me about your game a little bit. Okay, analyze it for me. Uh, what do you? What would you normally shoot? What's your best score you've ever shot? Um, sure. You know that kind of stuff. Um, so in my email to Tim, I said my game is inconsistent at best. Um, I've never had a calculated handicap, but I, in tracking scores uh, using app various apps, I'm probably in the low twenties as far as a handicap goes. Uh, I have never had a problem with power, swing speed, um, length. It's always been putting balls in different zip codes, um, <laughs> and, and, and getting, you know, getting into consistent penalty strokes and really driving up scores that way. Uh, like my, my absolute best score ever was an, was an 88, um, on nine, I've, I've shot a 42, um, but, you know, I'm probably 25% GIR. Um, it, it, it's kind of been all over the place. Um, from, from the driver, I, if I'm missing, it's going to be, uh, like a snap hook or it's going to be a huge high arcing fade. Okay. Um, that ends up, you know, in, in some, some bushes somewhere. All right. Um, so, so, so it's, it, it's kind of an inconsistent mess. Uh, when I when I first got back into the game in my early twenties, I was a huge slicer. Okay. Um, and over the course of of, of that classwork at, at University of Minnesota, my grip was changed to really turn the left. I'm right-handed. Turn the left hand in almost where the thumb points directly to the aim point. Um, and so my hand was really wrapped around the club, and that yeah. sorted that out. But I think. Over the years, you know, that's been 13 or 14 years, it's gotten muddled and changed and over time. And I think a lot of my problems probably stem from the beginning of, of what, what a proper grip should be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, OK. So when, when you, uh, you know, hit snap hooks or fades, then that. And t tells me like a, a couple things. So the, the first thing that would come to mind is you either have a, a hook grip and a fade swing, or you have a, uh, a hook swing and a fade grip. 
It's just one of the two. That's how you get those two misses. See, you've either, you've either got a, a hook swing with a with a really weak fade grip, or you've got a uh, the opposite. You know, you've got you got a, a, a fade swing with a hook grip, and in your case, you've, you've already described your your, your grip. So so you, you're you're the you're the second one. You've got a little bit of a of a fade swing, and you've got a, a hook grip. And, and as a result, you get get those two shots. Now, let, let me ask you a couple of questions. When you miss with your well, with any club, uh, would would you tend to hit off the toe or off the heel? I would tend to hit off the toe. Okay, so that's an that, that's an indicator that right away when you hit off the toe, the indication is is that your swing is too upright. Okay. The the golf the golf ball's out in front of you, so you're standing beside the ball, and every golf swing has an arc that goes around your body, and it it moves in and off the target line, and then back to the target line, and then around again. So like if there was a bird flying straight overhead, and it can only see one dimension of your swing, it would see an arcing motion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now if 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 your golf club doesn't arc enough around your body and goes too straight up and down, well, it, it it's action and reaction. So if it doesn't swing enough around behind you, it won't swing enough out in front of you. And out in front of you is where the, to- the, the center of the club face is. So if it doesn't swing out in front of you enough, it's going to hit off the toe. Okay? okay. The opposite is true if you hit off the heel. If you tend to swing too flat, you're going to tend to swing out on, on the heel. Um, so so that's that's one indicator um, when, when you hit with an iron, would you tend to hit too much ground or not enough ground? Oh, I pick the ball clean. Okay. It's, it's a bad shot for me if I, if I pull up any kind of divot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the fade shot would indicate an upright swing. The, uh, hitting off the toe would definitely indicate an upright swing. The, hitting thin would indicate a flat swing. So there's, there's, there, there's, you know, Something else going on there to cause the the uh, thin shots, but sometimes that could be just a reaction that people consistently have uh, to kind of keep from hitting it fat because fat's a, a worse worse miss than 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 hitting it thin. But um, I, I did I did look at your video and your, your your swing is is pretty much like I would would ex- expect. Now now you you. And this is pretty typical of people. I mean, they kind of like analyze and and have this idea of what's going on. But like you said, the uh, you know I'm going to tend to hit it thin, and I pick it, and you know. But but then then when I see the video you sent in, there's a there's a big piece of sod missing from your lawn there. You know, it's funny you say that because <laughs> I when I hit that ball and my wife's filming me and she was on a lunch break from work. And I, you know, I said, I got to get you out here to do this. Uh, I hit that one. I was like, this was a crappy shot. Uh, <laughs> like the, the ball flight, you know, I was using a 62 yeah, yeah. degree wedge and okay. the ball flight wasn't what it would be normally. And you probably saw from the other angle, the the behind angle. Yeah. I got plenty of loft and I picked the ball clean. Yeah. 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 Um, generally speaking, I like, like even people that swing upright, they won't hit into the ground too deep for too long because it's it, it's it's a terrible shot when when that happens. I mean, you hurt your wrists, it hurts your elbows, it hurts your you know uh, shoulders, and and you you tend to lift up somewhere either either it's bending your your arm, your your lead arm. In your case, you're a right-handed player, so bending your left arm would be a way to do it, or just stretching up with your left shoulder. 
straightening your legs, changing your posture. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do to avoid hitting too much ground. And, and people generally do do them all if, if there's any chance that, that you're going you're gonna to hit into the, to the ground too deep. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Hank Haney Podcast Sunday Best of Edition. Hosted by me, Minnesota Tim Parachka. Hank will be back tomorrow to react to the Travelers Championship. You can also email the show, HankHaneyGolfAtOutlook.com. Follow Hank on Twitter, at Hank Haney. And follow the Hank Haney Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you making the podcast a part of your day. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.